Welcome along. Hello, my name is Pete Morgan. This is the Poppy Podcast. Uh, what we do, if you're here for the first time, basically we just talk about our dogs. It's a an interactive, community-based podcast. And I think that's what it is. Uh, we've got two dogs. Uh, we have Lincoln, who is a four-year-old golden Labrador. And we have Elvis. He is the guy after which the podcast was named. He is the puppy in question. Eight-and-a-half-month-old Black Lab. Um, and you talk about your dogs as well. Get in touch about those. And it, the hope is that by conversing and sharing the ups and the downs of owning dogs and owning puppies we can all go on to be better owners and surely that's all we want that's what that's what we're after isn't it in this crazy thing called life so if you've got any questions if there is anything where you think i wonder if you know anybody can suggest anything for this or whatever it is get in touch you think the puppy podcast family can help get in touch uh, we are on facebook on the puppy podcast page on instagram at the puppy podcast on twitter at puppy podcast or you can always just email me direct the puppy podcast at gmail.com if you are joining us for the first time uh welcome along i was trying to talk to somebody about it the other day and explain and i think there is because someone was saying well can i just start listening at episode 32 which was last week's episode and i yeah of course you can i mean you know you can do but there is a uh, an element of the journey about it because we started the podcast before getting Elvis uh, a few weeks before getting him I think three weeks before we got him and uh, and then obviously we've done a weekly update ever since he was just in here a second ago actually because there was a fly in the office and uh, it could, the flies confuse him so he was chasing it around the house uh, I'm sure he'll be back in shortly um, but yeah so he's you know the you can kind of go back and listen to all the episodes it's lovely if you do uh but you don't you don't need to this isn't like a soap opera you don't need to know all the backstory for everybody uh and if you if you miss something by all means get in touch message let us know and i'll, I'll answer any questions uh you know if you're wondering whether something's been talked about before we'll answer as many questions as we can as the week goes on uh, if you found us via itunes or stitcher google play iHeartRadio, radio uh, do leave a review it really means a lot and give us a rating if you can uh, and however you are listening to us uh, whether you are sat in the back garden enjoying the sunshine whether you've got earphones in and you're at the dog park uh, whether you are all in the car together however you are wherever you are thank you for listening and uh, welcome along um we always start with puppy dog of the week um and I'm going to admit, it, it's I'm just going to warn you now that there's elements of, the, of this episode that are a little bit different to other weeks because it's been it's been an unusual week, um, and I'll explain more as uh, as the episode goes on. This week's episode uh, is dedicated to Lincoln, who is our four-year-old golden Labrador. Two reasons for that: one, there's been <laughs> I've got no more nominations for Puppy Dog of the Week, so it, it, it kind of fell. But also, he's really not been well. Uh, he's been quite poorly. Um, we Elvis and Elvis and Lincoln have been in uh, what I called a puppy camp 
for a week. Uh, so I'm recording this Friday morning, the 18th of August. Uh, and we picked them up Monday just gone. Um, and it was when we got home that we realised that there's something, there was something not quite right with Lincoln. Um, because his, I'm going to use the, the biological term first of all, and then after that I'm just going to use some kind of generic safe word that we can have. But uh, basically his, his scrotum was very red. Um, but we've not had Lincoln done, we've not had Elvis done, and up until this week there were no plans to have them done, um, because our vet always said, well, unless there's a reason to have them done, you might as well just leave them intact. Um, so, his parts were very red, his bits were very red, and it was, it was clearly distressing him. He was licking them constantly. Um... And we, and this is the thing, we don't know why this has come about, uh, we don't know whether he, you know, has just managed to sit in something where there's been cleaning fluid, or whether he's uh, caught them and that's aggravated something, or whether it was just uh, an issue of distress. And, and really, there's been no gain to be had in looking at what the reason was. It was all we've wanted to do this week is is make him well. Um, so uh, we've had him at the emergency vets. We kind of got him home Monday afternoon, and he was quite distressed. Um, so much so, it got to about it got to midnight on Monday night, Tuesday morning, and in. We have Elvis in a crate, but Lincoln roams the house and will sleep on our bed and sometimes he'll sleep on the landing. Um, but he wouldn't stop crying. He wouldn't stop moaning. And I mean, you get the occasional kind of hmm from him if things aren't going well. But this was a constant crying. This was a, a, um, a sustained crying. So call the emergency vet. Go and see the emergency vet, um, and thanks to the guys uh, there at our local one, uh, which is about two or three miles from us, 24-7. Um, so he go and see him, and again, he says, okay, you know, there's clearly some tenderness here, and it's, it's sore and it needs looking at. Um, so gave him uh, an anti-inflammatory, uh, an antibiotic, and a strong painkiller, um, and gave us some cream to uh, put on the the bits um bring him home he falls faster and at the time as well he we had him in in one of those inflatable dog collars um but it turns out that wasn't good enough uh because he could still reach around and lick the area so that kind of defeated the object, really, of, of him wearing the collar. So we didn't really get any sleep at all that first night because he was just... Because then when he fell asleep, his breathing was very um, shallow, very fast. Again, that kind of distressed... <laughs> kind of... Um, kind of breathing. And, and Joe and I sat up with him... And just kind of watched him, really, to see if the breathing would change um, until about three o'clock in the morning. 
What are you doing? <laughs> Elvis has come into to where I record, and he's mucking about. What are you doing down there? Come on out. Come out. That's right. You can't go in there. You get yourself all caught up. Get yourself all thrutched up. I've also got to say that Elvis has been brilliant this week and has kind of left Lincoln alone to get well and I think understands that things aren't as, as normal. So um, we call the emergency vet again at three and they say, yeah, one of the side effects of the strong painkillers is um, shallow breathing or panting. Uh, apparently another side effect is hallucinations, which I, I don't, I'm not sure I want to see a dog have an hallucination. Uh, I can imagine it's one of those things that would be funny to look back on and laugh at, but at the time would be tremendously scary. Um, so um, I stayed watching him until his breathing kind of returned to normal, which is about four o'clock. We slept till about half five, which is when Lincoln got up and wanted to go outside. So we have a dog flap, but obviously couldn't get through the dog flap with his collar on. So I began crying. Uh, so then we ended up just getting up and then we got the house up. Um, you know, Joe had work to do and, and, um, so did I. So, and then Tuesday night was, was pretty similar. We bought him a, a, a proper, what we, you know, the cone kind of collars to have to stop him. And that works. But the, the problem we had is how we deal with it at night. Because, um, if you, Put it on and give him kind of room to roam. Um, he will go downstairs, but he can't get back up the house stairs with the collar on. So sits at the bottom of the stairs and just cries and cries and cries and cries and cries. Um, if you shut him in the bedroom with us, which we did, he will cry because he wants to be let out. If you take the collar off him... Um, and let him roam free. All he wants to do is lick the affected area, which he, he shouldn't do. He needs to leave it alone. So it's been, um, I took him back to the vet, uh, on Tuesday, um, because we just, we'd had two nights of just no sleep. And I was asking the vet, is there anything they can give Lincoln? Or, quite happy for him to give me something or Joe something to, to make sure that, that one or all of us get some sleep. Um, so she put him on tablets and uh, an injection of liquid medicine over his food. We started him on that on Tuesday and then on um, certain... Uh, Wednesday he was uh fine sorry it was Wednesday we took him back to the vet uh so we started on that on Wednesday and then Thursday morning he started vomiting and couldn't keep anything down at all I mean I gave him a gravy bone and he brought it straight back up um so but seems bright-eyed wags his tail will accept food he's not off his food he'll eat if you you know if you put stuff out in front of him so I call the vet and they say, well, okay, 24 hours, nil by mouth, trying with some boiled chicken and rice, um, just literally a spoonful of it, and then we'll, we'll take it from there. Um, so that's where we are now. So it's about 10 o'clock on the Friday morning at midday. We're going to be feeding him for the first time. If he doesn't keep it down, then we're going to go back to the vet to have an anti-sickness injection. But of course, 
what's now happened is we've had to stop giving him the medicines because, well, he, he can't keep anything down. So it's not been a great week for Lincoln. The good thing is he's a strong, young dog. He's four years old. He's he's quite miserable. He's not very happy, and he doesn't like the cone. And also, just a quick tip for, for if this happens to you, if your dog's wearing a cone and then they're sick, that's a world of trouble you've got right there. Particularly if you've got an eight-and-a-half-month-old uh, black lab who's interested in what's in the cone and whether or not they can get at it too. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> just, I will confess, yesterday I did think, why did we get dogs? Because he'd been, uh, Lincoln had been sick, so I was had the cone off and I was cleaning that um, and then I was trying to wash up the sick off the back patio, which Elvis was also very fascinated by, if you know what I mean. Um, and I'm trying to clean all that up. And also, Lincoln is just licking his bits because that's what's aggravating him. So, I, it, it, honestly, I felt like some kind of eight-armed plate spinner yesterday. So, yes, for that reason and that reason alone, really, I think Lincoln is going to be Puppy Dog of the Week this week. And I will post it. We've taken a couple of pictures of him in the cone just to to warn you, he doesn't look happy with it on, and it looks like we beat him, which we absolutely do not. Um, it's been it's been a really stressful week. It's been a really traumatic week uh, as as far as dog and puppy ownership goes. the The upside is Elvis has been brilliant with Lincoln. He's pretty much left him alone. He, you know, um, he's not bothered him or wanted to play or you know kind of kind of getting at him as he normally is he's just left him to rest which has been brilliant if you want to nominate your dog for puppy dog of the week you get a certificate and everything you get that week's episode dedicated to you and we publish a couple of uh, photos on our social media so hundreds of people uh, will see how cute your dog is you send your nomination to the email address thepuppypodcast at gmail.com com uh the puppy podcast at gmail.com just send us a photo a couple of bits about the dog uh, and that'd be lovely um we could always do with a few nominations and i love seeing your dogs and celebrating your dogs as well with puppy dog of the week um on social media this week it's a question we've kind of talked about uh, a couple of times hypothetically if someone broke into your house what would your dog do? Effectively, are they a lover or a fighter? Um, and it's been lovely to get your responses on that. Glennis has been in touch, said uh, if anyone broke into it, they would get licked to death. Yeah, I think there's an element of that. I mean, from, from our point of view, Lincoln would just be pleased to see people. That's Lincoln's thing. Oh, great people! Elvis would... Do you know, I'm not quite sure. I think... There would, if he could, if he heard you before he saw you, there would be aggression. But as soon as he saw you, he'd be fine. Uh, you know that that, and then then he would just be a lover. Uh, Joe got in touch and said, "I had three golden retrievers when we had an attempted break-in. They didn't wake up until I opened up the biscuit tin for the police officers." <laughs> oh, Joe. <laughs> 
Oh, that's so lovely. Um, Mike posted a photo of his uh, black lab saying, what do you think? And to be fair, he looks like a right lover. Mike goes on to say that his previous dog um, was a German shepherd, but was also uh, a police dog that was trained by Mike's dad. So, yes, that would have been... There'd be no loving with air. That would have been somebody's arm in that dog's mouth. Darren says, yeah, licked to death. Uh, Julie says, just to give you an example, Chester woke me up this morning growling at my handbag because he was scared of it. Yeah, I don't think uh, burglars have got anything to worry about there. Diane saying, my brother's boxer dog let the burglars have the run of the house after they'd fed him the breaded ham from the fridge. Yeah, that's the thing. And I mean, you see it in movies and you always think, oh, I'm not sure that would kind of work, but I'm pretty sure it would. If you brought treats, for if you brought food for the dogs, then I think you'll be fine. Um, Joe says they would bark and run like hell. Kim, run upstairs and hide under the bed. Kevin has sent uh, a fabulous picture of his dog, Hooch, who's a gorgeous dog, at right size as well. And he's just kind of put a caption under the photo of, this is not your home, leave now before I sink my teeth into your face. Uh, which I can I can believe. I mean, Hooch is a right old softy. Um, uh, we've had uh, Leslie, my last shepherd, was a demon during the day. She was sweetness and light, but as soon as dusk fell, it was like, Try and get in here and I'll rip your face off. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. Uh, which there you go. Which um, we've never... Uh, I, I've always found that odd because, of course, we've never had that. Certainly not had that with uh, with Elvis and Lincoln. That kind of aggression when the front doorbell goes. They're interested, but not, you know. Susan says, I'll give you a guess about my three super cuties. These are the three chihuahuas we talked about last week. She goes, they think they're Rottweilers. Yeah, I always find the smaller breeds are quite aggressive you know door knockers and and uh, people that they they don't completely know they do seem to have that that note of uh aggression um karen uh, got in touch as well and says yeah probably wouldn't do much and she's posted a picture of her dog flat on its back on the sofa, showing everything. Um, Donna got in touch as well. She says, oh, they'd get extremely excited. They'd nip his heels, uh, brackets, part collie, until he sat down. And then they'd jump on his lap for a fuss or roll over for a belly rub. Which is <laughs> lovely. And uh, Melissa has been in touch as well, saying that Kipper is an absolute lover. She would bark at first. And then likely just lay on her back and ask for a belly rub. And if there was food involved, she'd be very happy. And again, a picture of um, Kipper lay on her back, enjoying the world, which is lovely. Thank you so much uh, for all of those. As always, thanks uh, for getting in touch. As I've said, it's an interactive podcast. Without you, uh, it really is quite a dull do. And anything that we've talked about in the past, any comment you've got about anything I talk about regarding Elvis and Lincoln... Get in touch and we can talk about it on uh, the next uh, episode of the podcast. Right, uh, time to do dog news. Da -da -da -da, dog news! Da -da 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 -da, dog news! Um, this is a lovely one, this. Uh, this is all about Milani Andrews uh, in Sacramento, California. Uh, Milani sadly lost her husband and her dog at the beginning of this year. So... She knew exactly what she wanted to do. So she went to a local animal shelter and said, I want the oldest dog that you have here, the one that nobody wants to adopt. So they took her to meet Jake. Jake is 12 years old. Uh, he's suffering from bad skin, bad teeth and an untreatable 
terminal cancer. Milani took one look at him and said, yep, I'm going to take him home. He's going to come home with me. And that's what she's done. Uh, she's adopted him. Uh, Jake settled right into the home. He's very fond of being in the backyard. Apparently he's not quite well enough for going uh, to the beach. And he likes tormenting the dog next door through a hole in the fence. They take short walks together. And then Jake likes to curl up on a fleece blanket on a chair or on Andrew's bed. It just so, so sweet. And she said that, you know, as and when Jake passes, she will go back and do the same again. And, you know, the oldest dog you've got, the one nobody wants, which I think is such a sweet thing to do. I really do. Thank you. Just a, a lovely... Just a, a really heartwarming story. So that is this week's dog news. Um, so let's get on to Elvis and the puppy camp. Uh, he was there for a week and we took him in and talked uh, about the fact that he um, has some bad manners. He, you know, he can be, he seems quite aggressive towards other dogs. He pulls when uh, we walk him and we wanted to know if this is something they could sort. Everything that we'd read about them said they absolutely could. Um, I spoke when we picked Elvis and Lincoln up uh, on Monday, just gone so earlier on this week. I spoke to Xander. She is a residential trainer from ADK9 and it was her that trained and spent the week with Lincoln and Elvis. I talked to her about how the process works and how they go about teaching the dogs, you know, not to pull, not to be aggressive and just to be well mannered. So obviously the first 24 hours, you know, it is a bit unsettling for them. So we spend 24 hours getting to know them and letting them get to know us as well. Um, so that first 24 hours, it's getting them out, have a bit of fun and see what wrong, you know, see what the problem is you're having. Um, and then we go from there. So after that, obviously give you guys a bit of an update, let you know that he was all all right. And then it's getting them out, spending about half an hour sessions, three to four times a day spending that time with them doing the intense training so first things first we work on a firm but fair basis so there's corrections in place if needed which is just a quick check on the lead which is just a sharp tug with some training clothes that we use um, and then it's praise as well so it's 50 50 pretty much when they're misbehaving they know about it but also get lots of praise and things like that when they are behaving um, so we start off it's taking them out and about turning lots of tight corners giving them the checks when he's pulling um, and then it's the praise when he's doing the good things and he's by your side very quickly he learned that you know what do i need to do to get this attention and he was straight back by the side of your leg um, from there it's obviously increasing distractions so making things a little bit more tempting for him allowing him to misbehave you know and then putting the corrections in place as we go um, and very very quickly they understand what's expected from them obviously they get to know us better throughout the week um, and he's, he's done just fab bless him um, he has no and yeah with the aggression side of things obviously initially it's one of those things that we'd be checking in so on the tw first 24 hours that's what we'd be looking for so I'd be looking at what behaviours he's presenting how he's presenting himself and thinking right is this actually aggression you know or is this something else in Elvis's case, it's completely frustration. There's a restriction in place with the lead. Um, he's just barking and being silly because he wants to get to the other dogs. So it's the very same thing. It's obviously putting a correction in place when all the silly carry-on's going on. Um, and then it's, you know, giving the praise and things like that when he's doing a good job. And very quickly, he understands, actually, when he behaves, that's when he gets his introductions with the other dogs and he gets to do what he wants. Um, so that's how we've gone about it that way. I mean, because the, 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 the incredible thing, obviously, when we arrive, we get to see a little bit and, and kind of carry out some of the stuff. It is that massive difference between the two and, and the Elvis that we've walked here this afternoon and the Elvis that we walked, you know, two weeks ago or whatever before we brought him here is, is a world of difference. But I'm guessing that the onus is on 
the owner now to kind of carry on. This isn't like, okay, we're done, thanks very much, and off we go. There's, there's work for, for, for us to do, isn't there? Yeah, I wish it was that easy, but unfortunately it's not. They're not robots, they are dogs, and they have got their own little personalities, and they're always, you know, there's still things that are going to happen. Obviously, the outside world's a big, bad place, um, so, you know, it is very much a 50-50. The 50% of the training with the dog whilst they're here, but then it's also making sure you guys are happy and confident to continue that training at home. Um, obviously, part of our service is doing that hour handover with you that we've just done, um, where we spend that time showing off a little bit, showing you these new transformed dogs um, and then going from there and making sure you guys know how to continue that at home um, and then obviously we do give the lifetime of support so if you guys need anything if anyone needed anything we're just at the end of the phone and we'll make sure that you're happy from just from your point of view Zandi you must see a real range of dogs I don't think for a second that that Elvis was like the worst behaved dog you've ever seen have you ever come across a dog that you thought okay th this is this is an untrainable dog no, um, not with issues like Elvis has got, you know, basic obedience, I think that's that is something that we see on a daily basis, and the worst comes to worst, all it takes is a little bit extra time, um, it, you know, most of the time having a bit of training in place, having that routine and having that structure, you know, after a while they do fall into that very quickly, they're a creature of habit, um, so they will happily do it. The only other time really that we've had problems training is um, dogs that have come in with fear aggression problems and obviously right. that's, that's something that's a little bit more of a complex issue. But yeah, basic obedience, no, we're pretty sorted to be honest. <laughs> have you got any dogs yourself? Yeah, I've got a Jack Russell Cosmo Chihuahua, he's my little mongrel. Oh. He's a little sweetheart, bless him. So yeah, only got him four weeks ago as a rescue, so he's oh. my, little, my little project to make sure he's all happy. So. <laughs> Do you ever bring him here? Yeah, he lives here, I live on site. Oh, so. <laughs> that's perfect. And how hard is it not to get, because you do spend mm -hmm. kind of this real concentrated time with the dog, how hard is it not to get attached to, to the dogs? Extremely hard. Um, yeah, I guess you get used to it. When I first started, it was a little bit more difficult, um, but you get used to kind of the turnover and things like that. But obviously, you know, it's, it's quite important for me to have that bit of a relationship with, you know, you guys, the owners, um, and making sure that it's continued after you leave as well. Um, so I guess there's not much missing because I do kind of make sure that I'm getting the updates and things. So in that sense, it's okay, but it, you don't, you do, they do take a piece away from you every oh. time that you've worked with them, honestly, they do. <laughs> so. Oh, I mean, because I know, uh, and people can go online and have a look at ADK9 and uh, that you know there's various branches we're at the one uh, in Chesterfield but there's not just this one there's a, there's a number of them but for those that are listening that don't live in the UK or you know live in mainland Europe or America or whatever if they're having problems with their dog is there is there something that they can at least start doing when when it comes to to training what would you kind of suggest as a as a starting point to train a puppy, really, so at the very beginning, that, that hasn't had the chance to develop any you know, particular behaviour kind of thing. Consistency is the main thing with anything that you're doing. Um, you know, if you, you know, you need to sit down and have a think to yourself what you're going to accept and what you're not going to accept. Basically, if something's not tolerated, it shouldn't be tolerated at any point in time. Unfortunately, they don't have an understanding where one thing's acceptable at some point and sometimes it's not. Um, definitely, if anything you want to put into place in terms of kind of training-wise, um, start off with good lead walking. Um, if you can get a dog's attention on you during a walk without them being at the end of the lead looking for trouble, you're going to have a much better platform than any other behaviour that you're having, including like jumping up and mouthing and being silly basically. Any reactivity on lead, that's the first thing that we would do is get a dog walking to heel before we even try to manage anything else. So yeah, that's where I'd start. Definitely nice lead walking. <laughs>
Obviously, we only talked about um, Elvis because, you know, it's the Puppy Podcast. And if we talked about Lincoln as well, my goodness, we'd, be, we'd have been there all day. But it was, it was uh, lovely to speak to Xander. She really connected with Lincoln and Elvis. ADK9 are online. They're on social media. You can go and check them out and see the work that they have done. And uh, I can tell you now, obviously, we've been keeping up the training Certainly with Elvis, not so much with Lincoln, just because he's been so poorly, but certainly with Elvis, and it it works. And, you know, walking Elvis now is far more pleasurable than it was. Well, I've said it wasn't a walk, it was a wrestle. And I know a couple of you have been in touch about, okay, well, just let us know. There is, there are options. If you have a dog that is suffering from bad manners, uh, you know, not extreme aggression. I mean, if it's extreme aggression, I'm sure they would certainly look at it, but that's a, a, a different set of problems, as you heard Xander saying. But if it is bad, just pulling and, and bad recall and things like that, there's, there are places you can go. This is not an endorsement. You know, I'm, I'm not being paid. This is not a paid endorsement at all. Of course, there's other places you can go, but we used ADK9 and we, you know, we definitely got results, uh, with that. Thank you so much uh, for listening this week. Um, I'll keep you up to date with how Lincoln's getting on. He, he is feeling really sorry for himself. I mean, normally when I'm recording the podcast, he'll come in and he'll just kind of check that everything's okay. And if Elvis comes in, the two of them tend to hang around together. That's not the case at the moment. Lincoln is just lay down in the kitchen because he likes the, the cool kitchen tiles on his bits. Um, and he's just there with the cone on, feeling a little bit sorry for himself. Elvis, however, is carrying on as though the world is his oyster, and I'm sure that's the way it's going to be for the, for the rest of his life. If you want to get in touch with us, then you can. We are on Facebook at the Puppy Podcast page, on Instagram at the Puppy Podcast, on Twitter at Puppy Podcast, or email the Puppy Podcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe to this Puppy Podcast, and thank you so much for doing this. It means you never miss an episode on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio and all good podcast apps. Uh, If you are hearing this but you've not subscribed to something and you use a different podcast app and maybe you've not been able to find us, do let me know because then I can kind of approach different you know, uh, websites and different hosters and see if, about getting on as many apps as we possibly can. Um, tell your friends about the Puppy Podcast if you've enjoyed it and let's get more dog owners and puppy owners listening. As I say, all we want to be is better owners at the end of the day. Thank you so much for listening. I'm off to boil some chicken and prepare some rice. This has been a Monkey Pants production. And I tell you what, boys and girls, I'll see you next week. <laughs>